Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Henning Novak, a 42-year-old woman doing my best to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show. Hello, adventurers. This is episode 28, and it's my first episode since June, so I think it's been two months. And today is is, was, I don't know what tense to use, my kids' first day of school. I guess is, because it's in progress. It's um, two o'clock as I start recording this, and I pick them up in just over an hour. The first day of kindergarten for Julian, first day of third grade for Pippa, first day of both of them being at the same school ever, you know, together at the same time, and first day of normal, regular school, a full day since March 2020. So a lot of feelings and it seemed appropriate for my first podcast episode back to talk about the 2021-22 school year that we're looking at because you know if you have kids or you know really most people I think can relate to this. I know the calendar year begins January 1st but the emotional year begins with school. It's just like, it's just the way the rhythm, our lives are structured around it. And I I mean, I guess if you, I I don't know, I'll have to talk to people who are older and don't have kids and don't work in connection with schools. If they feel like they are completely have left the school life calendar, you know, it's summer vacation. And there's just so many people who have their lives are shaped by the school year. And even if you don't personally have a life shaped by the school year, you probably know a lot of people in your life who do and so it at least indirectly affects your life right anyway so calendar year January 1st the school year though is the beginning of like the emotional year and it's the real beginning of the year um today being the first day I thought like all right let me think about I I did some thinking about the year ahead like a week or two ago and I love to think and plan and write these things out but today as I was thinking up what do I want to see on this podcast episode so that I make a little bit of sense. I don't guarantee a lot of sense, but a little sense. And I, so I was writing out my thoughts. I realized that I was developing a mission statement for the school year, like my mission statement. It's like I use the Duolingo app for learning French. And they'll sometimes say, our mission is making, you know, education, making great education free and accessible to all. So my mission for the 2021 2022 school year is to kick ass and heal. All right, so let's take those out of order and actually start with healing. What the hell do I mean? I hope I know what I mean. Maybe not. Healing, step one for me, and I talked about healing in my last episode, which was though over two months ago. So, you know, it just, I think this is a topic that is still relevant. I mean, the trauma of the pandemic is far from over. It's still in progress. We're still still dealing dealing with, um, you know, COVID and its variants and the media and headlines and um, not knowing which information sources to trust and people are still getting sick. And so, like, the trauma is not over. But I don't think we, it's a slow motion trauma. And I think it's okay to heal during it, even while knowing there will 
possibly be more traumatic experiences ahead. Heal so we can like keep going. So a big part of my healing though that's new since my last episode is I put the 2020-21 school year like emotionally to rest. I, I learned about this method from Gary John Bishop who talked about it on his podcast Unfucked Nation. And he was talking about this in relation to the cal- to the calendar year, as in this is something he would do at the end of a calendar year. He writes up all of his thoughts and emotions and, you know, this is what was shitty and this is what went wrong and this is what I hated about the past year. And then he sets fire to it, <laughs> literally. And I thought, that's brilliant. I need to do that for the past school year. So I took out some pieces of paper and I just wrote, 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 wrote several pages. It took at least a half hour of writing and just let it all pour out. All the negativity, all the resentment, the rage, the fear, the, um, this isn't fair. Any whining I had, any, you know, all of it. I wrote it all out and I just got it out and I wrote, wrote, wrote until I was like, okay, it's all out. It's like, it's out. And then I don't have... I didn't know where to burn it. And I was like, well, I got to burn this, but I don't want to set fire to the house. So I burned it in the kitchen sink because I was like, all right, there's water right here. And first I was trying to burn it and it would not burn. I had like one of those long lighters that you use for a barbecue and I kept setting fire and it would like kept going out. And I was like, and as I tried to light it the last time, I was like, well, I guess this is just like a symbolic, like singeing the paper. But that last time, holy shit, it burned and it, burned fast like I mean I had I like dropped it in the sink and had the water rushing and um it was very cathartic but if you do this um I um first off I disclaim all responsibility if you burn your house down don't burn your house down and don't for god's sake start like a wildfire if you live in California okay it's like the gender reveal party caused one of our big um wildfires out here last year and we do not need people um, blaming the next wildfire on adventures with my forties. Okay. I, I do not take responsibility, but, um, just know (laughs) that even if you're in the kitchen sink and if the first few times don't take that once it actually starts burning, it will burn fast. But it was, I did that and it, it really was cathartic. And I think it really gave me uh, like catharsis and resolution, like, uh, okay, I'm acknowledging all this and I'm letting it go. And this is a tool that I suspect I will use again in my life. Um, probably it'll be nice to do it again at the end of the calendar year or my birthday is January 12th. So maybe I'll do it for the end of, you know, who knows? I, I was watching um, The Bachelorette with Nathan and we're behind, but we're on the last episode. And they, for this last date, uh, it's, it was down to the Katie and Blake and um, they were at, they were doing some like ritual from New Mexico that involved writing out all these like fears for relationships and then burning them and in a much more elaborate effigy than my piece of paper in the kitchen sink. It was much more, you know, um, do you call it photogenic or is it telegenic? I don't know. Uh, TV genic, um, much prettier TV than what I did, but, um, we were watching it and Nathan was making a little fun of it like that. This was a date and, you know, I mean, we make fun of the, we watch the Bachelor shows to make fun of them, but it's like gossiping, but 
you know, not about people you know, so it's less toxic, right? And he was poking some fun of it, and I told him. I hadn't told him about burning the paper. I was like, oh, actually, I burned something and told him about it. I'm like, he was like, oh, okay. And he, he didn't look at me the way he looks at me when I'm, like, admitting to something crazy. So I, I guess he was somewhat accepting of it. Okay, so that's something I did to heal from the last school year. But, you know, that's not like my healing is, you know, done and over. Oh my god, my house is so hot. I turned off the air conditioner and the fan so that you wouldn't have the white noise going on in the background. And I'm like, my hair is wet and I'm dying. But I'm gonna, I am going to persevere. Okay, the house is like 80 degrees, but I'm doing this for you guys. So... Of course, I'm not going to stop shifting around in my chair and accidentally hitting my foot. You're going to have to deal with those sounds and the sounds of my clinking ice. But you will not have to listen to the clicking of my ceiling fan. So, yeah, healing more from pandemic life. I'm going to keep doing the things I talked about in the last episode. And I don't want to belabor that. But the big things that come to mind is journaling on the reg as close to daily as I can. And as close to, for me, journaling, the earlier I do it in the day, the better. But also, for me, it's important to not, like, I think of it as like an OCD ritual, to not become obsessed with it has to happen at this time. Because, like, if I wake up at 6 and I happen to start writing, but then one of the kids is up and they're having some feelings about, you know, the start of school or who knows what, I feel like I have to be able to, like, be flexible and pivot about the time I do my journaling so that I can also... Uh, help them with their feelings. So journaling and then talk, talk, talking with people because that's like just a different way of processing feelings and emotions. And it does mean I have to make an effort, especially this year, to stay connected. I'm an INFJ and there is a tendency to just stay at home and I'm a writer. So it's very easy to stay home and write and not see people. And with this school year, I mean, today we... I dropped the kids off, and I was allowed to walk Julian in because he's kinder, and so by default, I was kind of allowed to walk Pippa in, but I can't walk her to her third grade classroom, but I was allowed to walk him in, and then you walk out, and there's no, there was no loitering or lingering and walking over to people whose faces are familiar and chatting. It was just like, you know, drop and go, and... So I will have to make an effort to be seeing people because all those natural ways of seeing people have been reduced. I mean, hopefully as like Pip is going to be doing soccer and um, the Girl Scouts is supposed to be in person this year. So hopefully there'll be things that start to go back to normal. And I am involved with school and, you know, I do things with, I'm on the PTA board this year. Uh, maybe I'm crazy for doing that, but um, I am going to be making that effort to stay connected because I think... Um, deep, meaningful connections with people is um, important um, just for life in general, but also for healing. And because this was a bit, this has been an isolating experience with, you know, quarantine and restrictions on travel. Did you hear that Canberra um, in Australia went on lockdown again because one person tested positive for COVID? If they did that in LA County, like, holy shit, we'd never leave our houses again. Well, we would because me and Nathan would be like, F you, we're moving to Nebraska. Um, but one person tests positive and you lock all that shit down? Oh my god, that's just... Uh, if you're listening to this from Canberra, Australia, 
I feel ya. Oh my god. Healing for me will also include hot yoga. I went to hot yoga today, and I actually started going a few weeks ago. The kids started doing camp, and I started going back to hot yoga because, like, I mean, since March 2020, the schedule has not worked, and it was closed for so long, and it was online on Zoom, and I hated Zoom exercise and, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, but I'm back, and I've gone, and I went today, and it feels so good. And hot yoga for me... It's cardio, it's stretching, it's strength, it's sauna level sweating, like to be extreme. And it's like, it's a very meditative experience. Um, so I think for me, hot yoga will just be a practice for me to, a, a way for me to go deep into my healing. And I won't belabor that. But I think I'll do a hot yoga episode one of these days. Yeah, I think so. That'll be fun. There'll also be a, quite a bit of pampering. I got my first facial in God knows how long. It was like the most relaxing experience ever. I went to this new facial to me, new to me place, saw it on Yelp. It was glorious. I can't, I already have my next one scheduled. Like it's my next level pampering, having fun, making shit. I love crafting. I started sewing. Oh my God. Gardening when the heat dies down. Uh, lots of nature. We've been, go we've gone to the beach a couple times the past month and I went and so I want to keep going to the beach. And then when the heat dies down, start doing hikes again. And I'd like to go to new places because, you know, quarantine and everything being shut so much. I think that's part of healing is like getting back into the world. Also going slow, like allowing myself to not rush and, you know, to not be like, okay, life is back. And now I have to go full throttle and then some to make up for lost time. Like it's... I'm not, I'm just living now in the present. And, you know, we had a fun summer and we packed in a lot of fun, but we also, you know, didn't go, like, like I didn't kill myself, like, obviously, but like we, there's this water park, Raging Waters, that my kids love. And I really, really wanted to take them. And, but we don't want to go on weekends because it's just jam packed and a total clusterfuck. And the Pippa had, we had them booked for all the camp and she didn't want to miss camp. And also, honestly, I didn't want her and the kids to miss camp because I paid for it. Hello. And I had the Monday of this week actually picked out. There'd be no camp and we had no obligations and we were going to go to Raging Waters. And then, you know, my um, uterus decided that my period should be a week late. So Monday ended up being day two and... Day two is not the day you want to be at a water park. It is the day you want to be preferably in a dark room, quiet. I ended up going to an indoor playground with the kids with easy access to a bathroom and no water play. So, and I'm just like, I have to not beat myself up about that. Like, yes, we didn't get to go last year because the park was closed all damn year. And we didn't get to go this, we haven't gone this year because the, you still have to wear like face masks at certain places. And it's just like... You know, it's just too much of a pain in the ass. So I took it as a gift from the universe and we'll go next summer and we'll go extra times if we want or we won't. Like I don't, like we've been living and having fun. We don't have to like make up for lost time. And humor. Oh, TikTok. Thank you. You are still a big part of my mental health. And I'm still working on thinking, I don't even know how much my kids have to heal from this, but I do know that as I work on my own healing, it helps them heal as well like the things that I'm doing 
like going out into nature and having fun and going slow and leaning into humor and gardening. All those things, if they're helping me, they're helping my kids. And they might not be able to articulate it in the same way, but I am giving them tools that they can use, you know, in their in their life. And God, I hope they I hope this is the event of their lives. Like, you know, people but who knows? So hopefully th this experience will just help make them stronger and um, you know, more resilient humans with lots of grit. Okay, so that is the healing part of my mission for the school year. But then my mission is also kicking ass. So let's talk about kicking ass. Well, what the hell does it even mean to kick ass this year? And I, so I was doing a little thinking about that and realized that for me and for what I envision for my kids, kicking ass doesn't mean straight A's. It doesn't mean being the best. It doesn't mean being the most popular or getting the most likes on Instagram or shit like that. What it means right now is doing our best to thrive. And, you know, it's been a lot of surviving. Like, we survived distance learning, me and Pippa, and we did our best to thrive during it. But, I mean, like, when we were dealing with distance learning and COVID surges in L.A. and her broken nose, it's like... I would not say that I look back at that time and think we were thriving. I'm like, no, we were holding on by like, you know, like, you know, like by our, by like the tips of our claws, just like digging in, like just barely holding on. This year, I would like us to thrive. And I'm thinking of thriving in terms of emotional growth and, you know, I'm thinking in terms of like emotional and social. And I feel like I'm a Nick Jr., um, commercial, you know, like before a TV show, they go, Team Umizumi fosters social development and emotional independence. But that, that is kind of how I, that is how I feel going into the school year, that kicking ass is, you know, not about, oh, like getting them on track for college. Like for fuck's sake, it's third grade and kindergarten. It's, it's about, and it's not about making up for lost time during second grade. What's going to happen is going to happen and Pippa's reading and she's reading Harry Potter on her own so I you know I intend to be involved with my kids academics you know help her Pippa study for whatever spelling tests come up you know see that she's doing her homework but she's very self-motivated so she just she needs my involvement but she doesn't need me helicoptering and same with Julian I mean he like I don't my goal is not to have him my goal is to let is to have him lead the way and to see where he his interests take him. I mean, at the end, of, there's there's this a lot of pressure to have the kids reading as soon as possible. And children, you know, and reading is important. I, you know, I'm a writer. Obviously, I value reading and literacy. But you see all these commercials for all these like ABC app and this app, and I've been getting something on Facebook about your child will be reading in 30 days, and I'm like, I don't need this pressure. Like, I don't need my kinder son to go from like he can write his name to reading in 30 days. Pippa wasn't even reading at the end of first grade. She was reading, she had maybe 30 sight words. And that's a strong maybe. And the we had all these W words at the end of the school year for her kindergarten year, like why, what, who, where, you know, I'm just listening, will. And I mean, 
she could not tell them apart. And we had signs hung all over the house and I'd be pointing at him and she just couldn't do it. And she just didn't start reading until this beginning of first grade. And like one month into first grade, um, like it just like clicked and she just started reading and now she's entering third grade and she can read Harry Potter on her own. So like kids will read when they're ready. Like their, their brains like have to level up. So my goal is for Julian to be there and working with him on the reading and reading to him, but not to be like pressuring him. Like I don't need him to like be reading before other kids for the sake of my self-esteem. That is a goal for me for kicking ass is to not be seeking my self-esteem through my kids' accomplishments, to let them lead the way, and to get my own esteem from myself, um, not from, like, the approval of others. I think kicking ass this year will also involve staying flexible and remembering, like uh, Julie Chen says on Big Brother, our, one of our summer obsessions, expect the unexpected. Like, there might be COVID outbreaks that shut down our classes or even the entire school. The kids haven't had colds. I think they, Julian, one of them had one at the beginning of summer, and it was very, Pippa had, Pippa missed one day of camp a Friday. We recovered pretty quickly. But I, I'm hearing now about kids who get a cold, and they've just, it's been so long that they're just down for a week and a half. So I'm like, okay, like, this just might happen. And... When that happens, we'll come up with a plan like, okay, well, we're going to make some homemade Play-Doh and we're going to, you know, rewatch all the Star Wars movies. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, already with kindergarten, uh, they have more kids than they thought. And so I, there's two teachers now and there's talk that there could be a third. And we won't know that. Like, it'll, it could be like a, a few weeks before that we know. And so maybe Julian would get moved to a new teacher. Which would, honestly, which which would suck. But, you know, I would rather they do what's best, what they think is best. Because there's so many variables. It's hard for me to know what's best. But then maybe he gets to stay with his teacher. And maybe he'll have made a best friend. And they get moved to the other class. And, yeah, it's it's a lot. And it sucks that he might have to deal with that. But, like, it's just more getting comfortable with the unexpected and the uncertainty of life. And also there'll be drama. I mean, like Pippa's one of her best friends is in another class and she was grumpy at, uh, we had this welcome back fairy. And when she learned that she and her bestie were separated, I mean, she was prickly and the next day she was super grumpy and she's going to have feelings about this and they're going to fluctuate and they'll ebb and flow. And, you know, like who, they're just, who knows what sort of drama there is because I try to predict it. And it's always something new, and that's why it's drama. Like, if it was exactly what I thought, like, whatever I think's going to happen, that doesn't happen. Like, you know, hello, did I think there was going to be a pandemic? No. That's why it's been drama for all of us, because none of us walk around thinking, you know, a pandemic might shut the schools down for over a year. Like, no, like, that's why it's drama. It's interesting. There will be changes. There will be new friends and new challenges. But goddamn. I am going to heal and kick ass this year, so I'm allowing room for the unexpected. At the same time, I'm going to try to be organized. So it's like, all right, I'm on a, it's life might be unexpected. It could be like I have but I have to go forward. Like like my anxiety has me, you know, I don't even know if the, the term is anxiety or grief or PTSD, 
like it's hard for me to believe that the school year is starting and that it is going to be quote unquote normal. It's very easy to um, think like, like, oh, this is just going to be a fucked year. Like something else is going to happen. We'll be shut down all winter. It'll be distance learning all over again. Like it's, 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 I did an episode about the space between hope and despair and it is a that is a hard place to occupy. And I am like often leaning towards more of the, not so much despair, but just like, you know, the pessimistic, like, you know, like I don't want to be optimistic because I get knocked down, but then I get knocked down, you know, then I'm pessimistic and it's like, that doesn't feel good. So I'm just going to have to go forward thinking like, this is how, like, like I schedule my hot yoga classes. I'm just going to have to keep scheduling them and be like, yeah, maybe kids are going to get sick. Maybe, um, school will get shut down and I'll just have to email the studio owner and say, oh, hey, I'm not making that class Tuesday. I just have to, you know, plan, plan for the best. And it's not so much be prepared for the worst, but just, or expect the worst, but just, you know, accept when little shit storms grew up. Bullet journaling, I'm still doing that. And um, that really helps keep my brain organized. And, you know, being... It's, it, yeah, again, the balance between being organized, but also being like knowing that you can only be so organized and you can only plan ahead so much and like just little shit's going to always happen. Um, for me, kicking ass is going to be doing my best to be involved at school and be creative about that because like parents aren't really allowed on campus, but I think there'll be ways to be involved and yeah, I'm the uh, room parent coordinator this year and maybe I'll have to do an episode about like how to be a kick-ass room parent and I'm also organizing the school book fair and I've I fought it all through and I'm like these are things I enjoy and that I feel capable of doing and my kids actually get excited that I do these things and they're you know like Pippa I've already told her ways she's going to help me at the book fair so I think you know those are things that we're going to do that will help us kick ass and but they're not things for everyone and just like there's tons of things that aren't meant for me. Like someone is the treasurer for our PTA. That would destroy me. I can't ever be the PTA treasurer. So, you know, we, you got to know who you are and what lights you up. Um, I am going to, in order to kick ass, work on being healthy as fuck. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And a lot of that was stuff I hit on when I was talking about healing. The stuff that will help me heal is also the stuff that will keep me healthy and strong and fierce, um, like the hot yoga and all the journaling. And um, last big point I want to hit on is being in touch with my inner call. Just the things that I feel curious about, that I feel like I should be doing and listening to those calls. One of them is a call to be a stay-at-home mom. So I think of myself these days as a full-time stay-at-home mom, but part-time writer. And... I'm also like, and I'm working on my writing. And so, okay, sorry, like the coherency, first time podcasting, but in a while, and also just, it's me. So I'm going to stumble over my words. But um, I feel called to finish my novel that I started last November, and it's coming along nicely. I took a long break with it over the summer, and that ended up being really good. Like I'm looking at it with fresher eyes now, and it's actually in better shape than I realized. And also it just, 
I, I always felt like I was fighting to get the minutes to work on it. And it was just made my summer so much more pleasant that I wasn't constantly like, and when am I going to work on the novel? When are we going to work on it? Like, and now I will be able to work on it for probably a couple hours most days when the kids are at school. But I still want to make the time to podcast, hence, hello, I'm here. And But I have this other loud call that I have not had until like the past few months. And that is the call to clean the fucking house. Oh my god, I want to declutter it. And I want to clean it. And I'm, it's like I have this new layer of vision that's been upgraded because, like, I never noticed fingerprints on the walls. And now suddenly I see them everywhere. And I'm, and I'm like, I want to clean them. I want to clean them. And, like, right now from where I'm sitting, I can see a little piece of tape on a wall. And I can see smudge. And I see all the little things. And I just want first and, – and first I have to declutter. Like, we have years of backlog of clutter. And I just want to, you know, get rid of so much of it. And then deep clean. And then I have projects, like I want to paint certain rooms in the house. Like we have these yellowish paint that just sort of depresses me on a few walls. And I want to change that and, you know, revamp a couple pieces of furniture. And um, I have all those plans. And I realized what I need to do is first finish revising my novel, which I think will take one or two months. I mean... Again, I'm, you know, I've never, this is my first novel, so that's hard to say. And then once I flip it, I'm going to hire an editor. And when I flip it to the editor, the editor will have it, I mean, for at least several weeks, if not two months. So during that time, I'm going to then switch gears and declutter and deep clean the house. So until then, I'm just going to continue to do maintenance projects, like, you know, keep a good level. But I'm not going to worry about deep cleaning. I'm not going to worry about major decluttering. Though I decluttered a mess two days ago that, like, I just was like, I can't deal with this mess anymore. So I dealt with it. So, you know, one at a time. But I'm, I, you know, I look around and I'm like, not yet. But oh my god, I'm going to clean out this drawer and that drawer and that drawer, and it's going, it'll be fun. I'll listen to a lot of audiobooks and I'll play some music and I'll make little TikTok videos about it and, you know, all that good shit. And that I think will help me heal. Like they will both be healing. Finishing the novel will be healing because it's like, you know, doing my work and then decluttering and cleaning the house, I think will actually be like a very like cathartic experience. I've been using, overusing the word cathartic today. I hope no one was playing a drinking game of um, taking a shot every time I use the word cathartic because if you were, oh, you are shit faced now. Okay. I do believe that is enough because I should uh, go start a load of laundry and make some fresh ice cubes before I pick up my kids from their first day of school. Julian, his first day of kindergarten. Oh, oh my gosh. So many feelings. Mostly good, some sad. I hope wherever you are that uh, you are able to take some time to put any feelings about the last school year you have to rest. I mean, I really highly recommend that method I used. Write it up, light that shit on fire, but do it in a safe way. No wildfires, please. And then think, take a look at like the year ahead. Think of your own mission statement. You know, healing and kicking ass does not have to be your mission statement, but you do have my full permission to adopt it. Uh, maybe I should trademark it. Kicking ass and healing is that like worthy of a trademark? Yeah, too lazy to do it if it is. But and maybe we should come up with a jingle for it, like kicking ass and 
feeling. Oh, by the way, we got a hamster. I forgot to mention that. I, there's so much new shit. I'll talk about that in future episodes. I think I'm back. I think I'm back weekly until there's like a COVID outbreak. And if there's a COVID outbreak and my kids are home from school, I think I'll do an episode with them. That would be hilarious. All right. I love you all. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Adventures with My 40s. You can reach me through my website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com, or on Instagram at Courtney.Novak. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Have a great and wonderful week.